1: Welcome, everyone. It's so great having you here today. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou, and I'm your host, Michelle. I'm the founder and CEO of Pacific Technologies Consulting Group. We help American and Chinese organizations learn from each other, bridge their needs, and grow their businesses internationally. You can contact me at our company website, ptcgconsulting.com. Make sure to click on the links in my show link or email me at Z O U at ptcgconsulting.com. And I always welcome you to connect me on LinkedIn. Today, I have two guests on the show with me, and I will interview them one by one. My first guest is Ava Bao. She's a very successful businesswoman who came to the US in year 2000. She came from China at that time, and she started her real estate business in 2006. Today, she has already established a commercial real estate business. It's named CB Commercial Realty. And it is not just doing business in the Seattle area, but also doing business internationally. Eva is also the president of the Chinese American General Chamber of Commerce, CAGCC. Since Eva is going to take her CB Commercial Realty and the CAGCC to attend the China International Import Expo, which is going to be on November 5th to 10th in Shanghai. I would like to find out from Eva why she wants to go to this expo and what her expectations are. Okay, let me first go to Eva Bao with my questions. Hey, Eva, you are the president of Chinese American General Chamber of Commerce, which we call it. CAGCC. Could you please first help us understand what CAGCC is about? CAGCC
2: is an NGO and it's always certified in Washington state and we mainly help Chinese company and American company to communicate to each other and help each other understand each other Culture and uh, the economic uh, information. Yeah, we are just uh, like a platform that uh, the business people or they can reach each other.
1: So it's like a bridge. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you connect uh, American business people with the Chinese business people. Yeah,
2: and also help uh, the both sides companies to reach the government, mm-hmm. American government and the Chinese government.
1: So you support that. Yes. Mm-hmm. How long has this uh, Chamber of Commerce existed?
2: Uh, it's not long, it's uh, 2015 we started.
1: Okay, it's just yeah. a couple of years ago, yeah. three years now. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And who are the major members? How many members do you have now? Oh, we have like uh, 318. 318 members? Yes. And who are those people? Oh, the they have are... all the
2: small business company and uh, all small business uh, people. Oh, of course, we have uh, several deal company, like Delta, like uh, American Life Insurance Company, and uh, the banker, the other some real estate company, and also have high technology company and a lot uh, developer company. You Do mean the, real
1: estate developer? Yeah, they
2: build build office, uh, build bigger buildings. Uh, also have insurance company and the travel company also have some organizations and also have some individual also, and then other small company like uh, TV station TV the media company also the others the other company like rest restaurants yeah, uh-huh, service. I have look at this. So you have a long list. Uh, yeah, you yeah, have a long list. Uh, I also have like a health coming the uh, healthcare, so like a hospital, hospitals, high tech for the health and called aerospace. Uh-huh. Aerospace, uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. The
1: aerospace suppliers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Okay, so it sounds like uh, there are some big companies but the uh, majority of the members yes. are small business owners. Yes. Uh-huh. They represent uh-huh. their companies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yourself, is a cuz I know you for a short term we got to know each other and I know you are a successful business woman in the commercial real estate or in general in the real estate industry in the Seattle area maybe you can also tell us a little bit about yourself or what besides being the president for this chamber of commerce it's more like spending your time and the energy on that your own business the for-profit business what it is about and how long you have been in that industry
2: okay, thank you yeah that's my main business also because of the the business successful so I can support the <laughs> and the CHCC, Chamber Council right and I do this business uh, come more here in Seattle like uh, less than five years but I started the 2006 in Las Vegas and uh, when I moved here I ended a couple of years at the beginning I just do the residential and then later on, the residential business uh, buyers they wanted uh, the, by the commercial so I started my commercial business and uh, it has been going very well because here a lot of rich people come here, Chinese rich people also Vancouver, also the other states come here and uh, my commercial business uh, including the hotel and the shopping center retail, office building and the uh, golf course uh, and now I have a listing 8 uh, golf course it's uh, 445 million and uh, if, uh, if someone can sell it, also it's a very good uh, commission too. One <laughs> percent, you can get 1.45 million. That right. Commission.
1: Yeah, you have eight <laughs> golf courses are missing, right? Yeah, if those being sold, I don't know how long it will take, but that's big money we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, to a
2: very big company.
1: Uh-huh. Wow. So your commercial real estate business, it looks like uh, the major buyers are Chinese.
2: Mm-hmm. yes IP Chinese IP. Chinese companies uh-huh.
1: Chinese or, or Chinese companies uh, yes mm. most of our uh, mm. and sounds like you are not selling the real estate here in the Seattle area it looks like not just in
2: Seattle also to whole America and also Canada Vancouver also I have some listing China in China just to the hotel or the, my clients need to sell some the others and then I help them too. And then my-
1: Both sides, well, what I heard is you, you do the sell side. So you sell those uh, uh, real estate, commercial real estate mm-hmm. f- uh, on behalf of the seller, mm-hmm. right? You got those uh, resources. Mm-hmm. And you also have customers, you know those people, or they know you, your Mm -hmm. company. Companies in China that they want to invest in commercial Mm -hmm. real estate. You are the one being the broker in Mm -hmm. the middle for both sides of the opportunities. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Wow, that's
2: great. Mm -hmm. Also, my goal is I want to do my business all over the world, (laughs) mainly for the hotel, hospitality field.
1: (laughs) Wow, you have a big goal. So, okay, your goal is someday it's worldwide uh-huh. hotel. You said many hotels. Mm-hmm. So, you want to be the one selling the hotels worldwide, to or you want to do it in a different way? Platform yeah. sounds like.
2: Yeah, platform. Also, I think it's the online, offline the together. Ah. Yeah. So I have chance can travel all over the world. <laughs> <laughs>
1: wow. Okay. <laughs> it's a big. I think uh, from as a new immigrant who came from China. Well, not that new now, <laughs> but first generation, right? You told me that uh, earlier when we met. You told me that you came to the U.S. It's uh, 18 years now. Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah. And starting real estate from 2006, mm-hmm. so in in such a short time, you already established your business to be one of those making pretty good profit by selling, buying, and selling commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. And of course, as you mentioned started with residential mm-hmm. real estate, mm-hmm. but now it looks like the main business is commercial real estate.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and yeah, I, s- I love
2: it. You love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next time, next time when traveling to somewhere or a big city or Paris or somewhere. I say, Oh, come to stay in my client's hotel. (laughs) I hope that day I can tell you that I give you
1: discount. (laughs) Wow, I love that. I I love that. Uh, Um, Yeah, I like the idea that you mm -hmm. are uh, building the platform, so Mm -hmm. it will have the online buy and sell Mm -hmm. piece. uh, Mm -hmm. At least the information can be presented online Mm -hmm. versus uh, just uh, by you know calling through, uh, calling to the company and Mm -hmm. uh, do this offline. Yeah. Mm Uh, that will facilitate uh, a lot more business happen in a Mm -hmm. modern way. Mm -hmm. I really like this idea. Mm -hmm. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Hopefully I can see this happen soon. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I want to transition to the another topic that I have, which is uh, relates to the upcoming China International Import Expo, mm-hmm. which is going to happen mm-hmm. in November fifth mm-hmm. to tenth in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Your company has registered as one of the exhibitor mm-hmm. to go to this uh, expo uh, in Shanghai. In yeah. Mm-hmm. And what are some expectations that you have for going there? Why would you want to join this? Mm-hmm. Expo as an exhibitor. Number one, I I'm on half
2: of the company in Washington State. So um, requirement, right? And they wanted to help our the small business people. And then I think uh, uh, if we go, the Washington government uh, will be happy too. <laughs> and also another reason we can go to the China get more, more business from the Chinese market. There's also China government's uh, top
1: priority. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so I think it's good for everybody, every part. Mm-hmm. What I heard is you think this opportunity uh, going to this expo and get exposure for mm-hmm. your business there, you would be able to. You you are expecting to meet more potential customers and generate yes, a lot
2: more business. Uh, yes, help the clients in China. They meet for their needs. They wanted to invest in America, so we can help them. Mm-hmm. Also, our uh, CAGCC Chamber Commerce, we can do help do these things too. Help the this side of business company to connect to this uh, important spot uh, exhibition.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, the Chinese uh, American General Chamber of uh, Commerce. Commerce, yeah, mm-hmm. the G A G C C, mm-hmm. uh, would uh, also help mm-hmm. uh, support to organize uh, these uh, your members at least, right? The- yeah,
2: our members, or the other, all the other members, we C A G C C can help too. Yeah, uh-huh. and then we also can help to
1: how to do it. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks for this uh, support. That's our pleasure. <laughs> yeah, I hope to see you. I know I will see you mm-hmm. here in the Shanghai Business Expo, the China International Import Expo in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will see you and uh, many other business owners together in the Washington State delegation mm-hmm. uh, attend that expo.
2: Yeah, I'm looking forward to. Thank you. Thank you very much,
1: Michelle. Okay, we're going to take a quick break before I start to interview my second guest. Please stay online and I will be back soon.
0: China is now the second largest economy in the world. There are hundreds of opportunities for worldwide business professionals to start looking in China from business leaders to manufacturers to artists and students. You need to discover these opportunities to grow your business and your career. Listen every week for In China with Michelle Zhou. Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. For business sake, you need to tune in. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. To call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: All right, we're back. After said goodbye to my first guest, Ava Bell. Now I'm turning to my second guest, Michelle Cole. Yes, her name is Michelle too. Her name is Michelle Cole and my name is Michelle Zhou. Michelle Cole is working at the Washington State Department of Commerce and she's managing an export voucher program there. The Washington State Department of Commerce has offered this export voucher to help offset the expo expenses when they promoted the China International Import Expo. So that's the expo that uh, Ava Bao just mentioned that she's going. So I would like to find out from Michelle Cole about how this export voucher can help companies like uh, Ava's company or my company to go to the China expo and how we can apply for it. Hey Michelle, thanks for spending the time with me answering my questions about the program the Export Voucher Program. Let's start with an introduction. Um, tell us uh, about uh, who you are or what you are working on in this specific role.
3: So I'm Michelle Coe. I'm the State Trade Expansion Program Manager at the Washington State Department of Commerce, and I manage our voucher program. And that program helps small businesses offset some of their costs when they're attending international trade shows, trade missions, or foreign sales trips. Mm. It's a program really
1: helping on the trades. And you mentioned for small businesses. Yes.
3: So we get our grant from the Small Business Administration. So this grant provides vouchers for SBE to find small businesses. And that's really depends on what the company's next code is. And each next code has a specific maximum amount of either employees or revenue that the company can have in order to qualify as a small business. Mm-hmm. So the next
1: code you just mentioned, well, how do people find that if somebody wants to check,
3: oh, am I qualified for it? Where is the place to go? An easy place is to go on the Washington State Department of Revenue website. They can look up their company name and then click on the tax link and it'll be listed there. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: So the program you are managing, this one specifically is called Export Voucher, which means it helps you, the the small business owner,
3: to export your product or services. Yes, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Um, What SBA really wants to do is to help small businesses increase their international exports. So this program gives companies... Up to five thousand dollars. Usually, the range is from one thousand to four thousand to attend international events, so they can meet partners and increase their exports.
1: So, as you mentioned, uh, one of the way to use it is after you applied it, uh, where you then you can use it to attend international events. Mm-hmm. Okay. The reason, yeah, today I really want to talk to you about this program is. Uh, the China International Import Expo which is going to happen in November fifth to tenth in Shanghai. That's an expo from the China side they call it import, right? Which means for us <laughs> for the companies, for the businesses that in the US is we are going to export. Right. So that's why this program is being offered by the Department of Commerce to the small businesses in Washington State. So my goal here today is to help our small business owners. By the way, I'm one of them. <laughs> I have lots of questions to really understand how I can leverage this program to help me financially to offset the cost. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think the first thing is the usage of this money. As we mentioned, you can use it for attending a trade show export, which the one I just mentioned, the China one is qualified for that event. Yes. Mm -hmm. Then, as you mentioned earlier, this is for small businesses. So we need to check if uh, my business is qualified or not by checking that, uh, what do you call that uh, link? Next code.
3: Next code. On the Washington State Department (laughs) website.
1: Okay, so we can go to the website and check and see if your business qualifies qualified to that small business category. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, you mentioned that this money is from SBA, the Small Business Administration. Uh-huh. Sounds like that's not just for Washington State.
3: Yeah, they give grants to any state that applies for it. Generally, most of the states receive a step voucher. I think maybe two or three don't. For whatever reason and each state can use it they have each their own program so we have to apply for this grant every year every federal fiscal year so the current grant runs from october 2017 until september 2018
2: mm-hmm. so
3: for this show it falls into the next federal fiscal year and we are currently working on the application but we don't know yet if we will receive the grant for next year have um, you ever been turned down the Washington State? <laughs> <laughs> we have not, but so. we just can't confirm for sure that we'll receive it. So what we can do right now is to receive those applications and give a preliminary award. And mm-hmm. then once we know that we have it and how much we receive, then we can send out like an official award later when we have the grant.
1: Okay, sounds like it's two steps. First is the Washington State Department of Commerce people, the committee, you guys are doing the preliminary awards or by looking at the application, you yeah. would you would think who would qualify for how much. Mm-hmm. Then you guys, well, after you get confirmation
3: from the SBA, then you would confirm yeah. this is for sure what you can get. Yeah. And okay. I think we'll, we usually find out around September if we receive the next grant. So by September 2018, we should know.
1: Okay. Sounds like historically you guys have never been turned down. Confidence level is pretty high of getting some sort of money, the grant. Yes, but we don't want to be too confident. Yeah, you guys are from government. You, you don't want to say something that is 100% yeah. <laughs> unless the money is in your hand. Yeah, exactly. Totally understand that. So the amount, well, I understand that up to 5000 is by the business, right? Mm-hmm. Is there a limitation on how much you guys, I mean, Washington State get? And is there any time happening in the history that there was not enough fund so you can award
3: or give to um, the business for I the I think each year we've, I'm not entirely sure, but I think we've gotten around 900000 for the sub-grant but the amount for the export voucher program has been always consistent around 300,000 per grant year, and we usually don't have any problems or any shortage in giving grants to companies. We Mm. haven't really encountered that yet.
1: Okay, let's try to maximize it this year. <laughs> All right. So no worries for small business owners like me. I will go and apply for it. <laughs> now let's take a look at how each of the business owners can apply for it and uh, to you know get uh, as much as we need for our targeted show. By the way, is it uh, up to 5000 per year by business uh, or is it uh, by event? It's by one voucher per federal fiscal year. So I can only apply for one yeah. if I get it right. Mm-hmm. Okay. looks like uh, for this China International Import Expo, we are open for application right now, Mm -hmm. even though the final confirmation might be in September. Right. Mm -hmm. To do this uh, application, can you just give us a quick um, understanding of what are the steps to go through in order to apply for it?
3: Sure. So we have our application on our website, so a company can fill that out and send it to my email. And then I will forward that application to a program manager based on whatever sector the company is in. And then the voucher committee will meet. They usually meet around every two weeks when we have enough applications in. The review committee will go over each application, assign award amount or not. And then after the meeting, I will email the company and tell them how much the reward amount is and what the next steps are. Mm.
1: So it's all happening internally here in Seattle?
3: Yes. Um, We have, in the voucher committee, we have our program managers, our managing director. We have a representative from the U.S. Export-Import Bank, and then a representative from the United States Commercial Service. Mm. And if you turn down any
1: application, do you tell them why? Yes. (laughs) Whatever the reason the committee came up with, then I'll relay that to the company. Mm-hmm. And would the company go
3: and uh, try again after fix all those issues? Yeah, depending. I mean, depending on what it is. Sometimes it'll be for something like if the company isn't registered to do business in Washington, or they're not a small business. Usually, those are the reasons.
1: Mm. Okay, now you just mentioned one thing, registration here. Do we have to be Washington State registered company
3: in order to apply for this export voucher? So the company needs to be registered in Washington. It doesn't mean that the headquarters needs to be here. They just need to have it registered with the Department of Revenue. If a
1: company is registered in Delaware, which is pretty often... (laughs) Mm But their core business is happening here in Washington state. They would Does be, it count or not? They would, they would the need to find? be
3: registered here as well. They need to be registered here as so well. So if I, the way we determine that is if I go on the Washington State Department of Revenue website mm-hmm. and I need to find an active listing for them. Mm.
1: Okay. Yeah, I looked the uh, because I applied for the export of voucher and um, in a the voucher, there are a couple of things we need to fill in. One of the information to look at if it's qualified is the company has a federal identification number tied to a Washington address. So what is this a federal identification number, the thing F-I-N? So a
3: UBI is mm. what we're looking for
1: oh okay, the UBI, I do have a UBI number. Uh, The other thing on the website I see on the qualification is be in good standing with the Washington State Department of Revenue.
3: How do you decide what is a good standing? Um, I mean, it doesn't really happen often, but sometimes if I guess a company doesn't pay their taxes or something, their registration will be closed, then that would be Uh, not good. So if their registration is not live, yeah, or active.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Okay, in a database. Uh, the other thing listed there is well, we talked about uh, it has to be a, a small business as identified by that um, next code. Mm-hmm. And there's a, one thing mentioned in the website that says being in business for at least one year and operating profitably and able to demonstrate export readiness let me break this down being in business for at least one year so the event the voucher we're applying for is for november 2018 right Mm
3: -hmm. from what time to what time we need to count it as this one year i think the start date would be when they're registered with the washington state department of revenue Mm -hmm. and then the end date is when we receive the application which, as you mentioned, the confirmation would be
1: after, it's very likely to be like uh, September 2018. Right. So I guess it would be September. So, okay. From the date of registration of the business to September 2018, if you are one year mm-hmm. in business, then you are qualified on this little line. And there's the operating profit uh, this part does it mean I need to have a net profit at the end? Or is it uh, just uh, because thinking about uh, a new business, (laughs) the first uh, one or two years, (laughs) it's pretty hard.
3: Yeah, I think for a smaller business, you don't need to have a net profit because Mm -hmm. I've seen vouchers awarded for companies that didn't have any profit listed on their application and they still got it. Mm. Okay, so that's not uh, the one to scream me out, okay?
1: And the other thing is, be able to demonstrate export readiness. This one is a little bit uh, hard for me to really understand uh, how exactly. But let me just take my business as an example. I do consulting. Mm-hmm. So it's not a physical goods I'm exporting, but my consulting are for Like uh, Chinese companies, for example, right? Uh, They are looking at uh, okay, how do I penetrate into the U.S. market? So I do this kind of work with them, and they will pay me from China Mm -hmm. to the U.S. How do we count this? Is that uh, so? Really counted as
3: the application itself Mm -hmm. is what we use to see if you're ready for exporting. What we really want to see is that you've put thought. Into your export plan, like you're not just attending an event like on a whim. You have an actual plan of how to put in resources from your company to exporting efforts. Mm. And so, there's a lot of questions on the application that will show if you've actually thought about how much work and time and money it takes to export your goods or your services. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I don't need have
1: already doing exporting right now. No. It is something if it's in my plan and by attending these trade shows that it helps me on that, then we would consider. Yeah. Okay. That feels much better. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's time to take another break. We will be back soon. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. Stay tuned.
0: To call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to info at ptcgconsulting.com. Now, back to this week's program.
1: Okay, we're back. Before the break... Michelle Koh, who is managing the Export Voucher Program, helped us to understand how to apply for this voucher and uh, some of the details. I do have a lot of questions here. So, because I did uh, apply for that, uh, I want to just uh, dig into a couple of things that uh, um, when I was uh, filling in the application form that I have questions in. In the program guidance, which I really read through every word, mm-hmm. <laughs> There's uh, something mentioned that uh, the the applicants must be either new to export or new to market. And that is the event or activity must help them to enter a new market, which where they do not already have significant export sales. So now let me take back to the s- more specific scenario. If a small business in Washington, they are exporting, let's say, wine, mm-hmm. right? Our wonderful Washington state wine. Uh, they are already exporting to China today, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then they want to go to the expo we're talking about in Shanghai mm-hmm. in order to develop more business. Is it Are they going to be considered for this uh, export voucher?
3: Yes. So if it's what we call market expansion, it would be a situation where you're already exporting to China, but maybe you're selling to someone in a different region or you're selling a different product, anything that helps expand your business. Okay. Oh, that totally makes sense because that's
1: why we are going there because nobody is going there just uh, sitting there for five days <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in a booth. <laughs> As a business person, definitely our time is very important. Uh, mm-hmm. Not mentioned money, right? Yeah. Yeah, that goes to another question about the the cost uh, for the uh, event and how much the voucher, uh, the program can support. My understanding is up to $5,000 US dollar Mm -hmm. uh, for the voucher. Then to do this event as a small business, I'm thinking immediately a couple of things I would spend money on. Uh Of course, my transportation right? right i my flights and hotel and uh, the booth of all these uh, add together i think it's uh, almost uh, 5000 or if not more than that mm-hmm. A- am i going to get 5000 uh, based on j-
3: what i just said and of course uh, there might be something else so award amounts are dependent on a lot of different factors. So, first of all, uh, only certain expenses are eligible for reimbursement. Mm-hmm. So, the main costs that we cover are international airfare and trade show fees. That usually covers the bulk of the voucher costs. Sometimes uh, companies also use it for shipping of samples mm-hmm. or compliance testing, but mostly it's airfare and trade show fees. But, but uh, how about a hotel? Hotel is not. So we, that can be used for our cash match requirement. So if we give a company, say we give a company a $5,000 voucher, mm-hmm. 25% of that, the company needs to show that they paid out of pocket that won't be reimbursed. Okay, so hotel can be something I'm paying out of my cash. Yes, mm-hmm. so that's usually what hotel is used for. Um, but the total award amount really depends on how much of those reimbursable expenses you have, how strong the company is, what event it's for. And a key factor is return on investment. So what the committee is really looking for is how much is the company projecting their sales are going to be from attending this event? Mm. And how likely does the committee feel that the company will be able to achieve those sales results? So that's also a factor that's in consideration. Mm. Is there a percentage you guys are looking at? <laughs> no, we don't have a <laughs> The ROI, the
1: return on investment <laughs> of the 5,000.
3: <laughs> yeah, we just discuss together and come up with how we feel. Okay. (laughs) Based on the information we
1: provided on that application form. Exactly. Yeah. Do you go to the, whatever the
3: revenue or the tax uh, reporting site to check if everything's accurate? No, we just go based on what the company provides, assuming that they will give us accurate numbers. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, it's, well, looking at last year,
1: because in the application, we need to fill in the uh, revenue Mm -hmm. from last year. I think that number usually is pretty accurate. Then there's another line, another number to fill in is the export revenue,
3: right? Uh So I think sometimes that part is a little bit fuzzy. So what we're looking for in that section is, so a company goes on, a trade mission or a trade show, and they make business connections. Any of those business connections leads to a sale that would be included in the export sales
1: section. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: I see. Or any other exports that they're doing outside
1: of it. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't need to be limited on for this specific show, I will count what's generated from this direct activity. Yeah, so it would ah. be just all export
2: activity. Mm-hmm.
1: And what if... Uh, a company have multiple subsidiaries or multiple sub companies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they are maybe located in different countries.
3: How do we count the revenue here? Um, so, if a company who is applying for export voucher has associated companies, that the revenue from all of those different companies needs to be reported on the application.
1: So what if I have multiple businesses and they are not really related? to each other and I registered them separately. Let me give you a more specific example. It's not my business. I'm just <laughs> making it up as an example to help me and our audience understand how this works. So what if I have one company I'm exporting, import, export, processing seafood? Okay. Okay. And I have another company which I do real estate locally in Seattle. And I have a third one a registered business as a restaurant. Okay, these three are not very related to each other. Mm-hmm. Then, when I'm trying to apply this program to export a voucher, and my main goal is I want to really do my seafood business, I want to export to China. That's why I go to China. Mm-hmm. Okay, how when I fill in this application form. Uh, I need to fill in my, I think there's uh, places to fill in in the last year's revenue Mm -hmm. and my last year's, I think it's last year's export
0: revenue, right? right? Uh
3: Yeah. What should I fill in? So you only need to report numbers from the business that you're going on this trade show for. That being said, you can only apply for one voucher per owner.
1: Oh, the voucher is not a per business; it's per owner. You are associating my yeah, name because uh-huh.
3: that would be considered double dipping. Ah,
1: okay, it's fair. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Then I want to also ask uh, just a, a few quick questions on behalf of uh, some of the business owners who mm-hmm. have reached out to me on, getting, you know, some help uh, to see if their business uh, qualifies or not. So I have some companies, some friends, they are doing business like um, it's more information or cultural related business. So what they're doing is they produce content Mm -hmm. and their content being consumed by the American people, but they also sell their content by some other countries, for example, China, right? In China, mm-hmm. the media there, uh, they will buy their content and there's money transferred back and forth and there's a content, uh, digital goods being transferred across the border. Do we count that export or not? Yes, that can be considered export. So they can apply for the export voucher if other criteria is met? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Then there's another company. They do services for tourists. Mm-hmm. So what they're doing is they do both sides. For example, they will sell service package or travel package to tourists in China who are trying to come to the U.S. Uh, and especially local Washington state, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the service they're providing. Do they count it as export or not? Can they apply for the?
3: voucher? Yes, I believe they can apply to the voucher as well. Mm-hmm. At least uh, there's no hurt to apply.
1: Yeah, <laughs> How much do they get? <laughs> then let's see. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's my advice. <laughs> what if a company, a service company, that their main business is to provide uh, consulting and services to help uh, students, like Chinese students, apply schools and come over to the U.S. to go to school, high school, college, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What would we consider that uh, for the export voucher?
3: I would encourage the company to apply. Um, I can't guarantee that they will receive a voucher or how much they would receive, but the committee will review it by, on a case-by-case basis and let the company know. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so I got a key message now. If you are not sure, you know, most likely if you have some business internationally, then just uh, go ahead and apply. There's yeah. nothing to lose. Yeah. And for me, it's only 20 minutes when I apply for that voucher. The uh-huh. application is very straightforward. Yeah. And then I just uh, emailed over to Michelle Koh... <laughs> A really simple process and then I wait for a couple of weeks and see if there's uh, if there's any news come from you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, sounds great. I just want to recap a couple of things. One is, as you mentioned, uh, every year uh, there's the deadline or maybe not the deadline. there's the cycle that uh, right. you guys uh, look at applications. So for the November show, in China, in Shanghai, is there a deadline that uh,
3: the small businesses must uh, submit their application? So we like to have the applications at least four weeks before the company leaves for the trip, but if they submit earlier, then it's obviously much better. Okay,
1: so you need a four weeks uh, turnaround time. Yeah. Yeah. Second is, uh, as we mentioned, uh, there are some criterias. So the companies or business owners should go to the website, uh, the Department of Commerce website, mm-hmm. and check the criteria and make sure they meet this. And it sounds like uh, it's, uh, the major ones are it needs to be a small business. Uh-huh. And it needs to be registered in Washington State.
3: Yes. And then in business for more than a year.
1: Or by September of 2018, that, uh, they have been in business for uh, at least a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the major things. And of course, then you need to demonstrate through the application, you might be able already demonstrate that uh, you are thinking about exporting. Right. No matter if it's the physical goods or services. Um uh-huh. The other thing you mentioned, uh, it's a reimbursement. I really didn't get into it that much, but uh, what I heard about is there's an application you need to send first. Then there's the amount that uh, will be granted, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, you don't get the money in
3: advance. Is that correct? That's correct. So the company will go on the trade mission or a trade show or whatever their activity is, incur those costs, and then come back from their trip, and then they'll send me their receipts, after I get all the documents that I need, then we will reimburse the company. Okay. So your own cash out of the
1: pocket, then get reimbursed. And the other thing you mentioned uh, is up to 75% of all the money you spend that the voucher can cover, but uh, it's not, uh, the maximum is $5,000 U.S. from the voucher. Yes. Mm-hmm. I also want to recap the, what are the expenses uh, that are more likely to be reimbursed. You mentioned that the international airfare mm-hmm. and the attending the trade show application or the booth or whatever those uh, related fees. And you also mentioned the if you export sent samples, uh-huh. those kind of uh, are the typical expenses that being offset by the voucher.
3: Yes, and also if you. Receive any services from the US Commercial Service, which is the US Department of Commerce. We also cover that with the voucher. Like what kind of services? Uh, they have some programs. One of them is the Gold Key Program. Um, I think essentially they help businesses make connections and set up meetings and things like that.
1: Okay, so the Department of Commerce might be able to help uh, the companies who are going to those trade shows make connections. And that's the service being provided from here, and it can be offset yeah, by the mm-hmm. voucher. Okay, sounds great. Well, the key message I got a couple of times through this whole conversation is, small business owners, we encourage you to apply for the export voucher. Yes. And we will really consider every case carefully yes, and let you know absolutely. if you get <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for your time and explaining all this with me. Thank you. Thank you. you. And I also want to thank our audience. Thank you so much for being here with us. Today, I first talked with Eva Bao, who is a successful business owner. I talked with her about her plan of being an exhibitor to the China International Import Expo in Shanghai. Then we talked with Michelle Ko to understand more about the export voucher program, which you can use to help offset the expenses to the China Expo. If you are a business owner, if you are thinking about to grow your business in the China market, maybe this China International Import Expo is a good opportunity to start. You are listening to In China with Michelle Zhou. And I look forward to talking to you again next week.
0: Thank you for tuning into In China with Michelle Zhou. Please join us for another edition next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again next week.